PFT Media. You are now listening to Cinema Crespedisa. This Crespo Radio Show. Everybody likes it. Listen to a shit. Check one, two. Hey, 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 how you doing? Welcome to the show. And we're rolling. Episode 458 of Cinema Crespity. So I'm your host, Chris Crespo. Uh, this computer is acting up. I'm a little stressed out at the moment, but we're not going to bother. We're going to pretend. Just don't think about it. That this doesn't sound like complete shit. Sorry, guys. That this sounds bad. Uh, but, you know, you know how they say. You know how they say the show's terrible, and I'm bad, and uh, why? (laughs) I think it's the angle that phone is at for some reason, because normally it doesn't... You usually put your phone there, I don't hear anything. I mean, maybe you just put it straight straight away and stuff like, looking at you. It's like... It's like... If it's... if it's behind me like this, but you need you can't. What do you have a mirror set up? Look at your phone behind you. Juicy no, Cogburn is here, ladies okay. and gentlemen. I'll he, figure it out. He has an awesome phone, and I have shitty equipment. And together they make the that staticky sound. That's very. Uh, but you know what? <clears throat> is this the last episode, guys? <laughs> you can't be Dune's next week. It can't be the last episode. We can't quit right before Dune. Are you kidding me? That, that'd be hilarious. That that would be really funny. <laughs> Would, and then Dune ends up being bad or something. Maybe, maybe that's why we would. We like we can't we can't suffer through talking about bad Dune. We have to just stop the show entirely. And I'm gonna Done. I'm gonna Over. get a job at a second job at Publix. Yeah, working 25 hours a week for 12 dollars an hour, making some cash, being being overworked. It's and it, underpaid. Underpaid. Where can they find workers? Um, Drusa Cogman. So I saw Halloween Kills. Okay, and uh, 
it should be called Halloween Kills. Chris's enthusiasm for more Halloween movies. <laughs> really? That's what they should call it. Really? What, what the fuck, bro? Not, not that good of my, a movie? Man. Okay. Okay. Let me I check. mean, the trailer looks good. Trailer's okay. Trailer Trailer was like weird and that I was like, what are they, what's the story here? Yeah, that, I, the, that the town gets together to chase down Michael Myers I mean, and kill him. Like. And it also makes it seem like because they show Lori, Jamie Lee, Curtis's character walking down the hallway of the hospital and she's got a knife with her hand and the voiceover it's like it ends tonight and she's saying shit like that so it's like oh I mean, man but there's a third one so it obviously doesn't right Halloween <laughs> Halloween ends which comes out next October and which apparently will be jumping forward a couple years is what they've been saying before this movie even came out okay. like this one is the same night it's like oh, it, okay. it picks up right where Halloween leaves off to the point where I kind of wish I rewatched. Halloween, just for, you know, mm-hmm. to lead up. A little bit of context. Yeah, exactly. It'll, it'll just been a nice, because it's so direct. Might as well have just done it. Um, Man, so this movie's like maybe 90 minutes, an hour and 40 minutes. Every time, Drew, Michael Green, I'm in. You know? Mm-hmm. It's great. This movie's yeah. great. Michael Myers is doing shit. Mm-hmm. What, and, you know, the end of the last movie, they leave him in the house to burn, right? Yep. This movie opens with the fire department showing up no! to... Ch- and then, like, they show he... <laughs> and he murders them all and survives. Yeah, yeah, he murders them all and survives. Yeah, you see that in the trailer. In the movie, they show... It's actually pretty smart how uh, he just, like, hopped in Lori's, like, little gun closet thing she had down there in the no. basement. And she, he was just, like, waiting out the fire down there. Um, then he comes out and kills everyone coming out of the fire. It's an amazing sequence where he murders everyone. You get some cool shots. And you're like, yes! Yes! This movie's gonna be great. Then it cuts to, uh, a, like, a, a, a tavern. Where they're having a talent show, a Halloween night talent show that same night. And I'll just set up the scene. There's this couple, this black couple, they're sitting down and behind them, there's three people. You don't see their faces and they're and they're pouring drinks and they're being very loud while this couple is trying to watch this uh, this talent show. And they even say, hey, guys, do you mind you want to keep it down like we're trying to watch? It's like it seems very confrontational. Like, oh, my God, well, what's happening here? Um, and then it turns out that those three people being all loud and shit, one of them is emceeing the talent show. So why he's being so boisterous during it makes no sense. And then it turns out that the three of them are uh, survivors from the first Halloween movie. They th- they've all encountered Michael Myers at some point, And now they're like adult. And this is like even the same actresses from the first movie, right? Uh, so first off, you're introducing us to these characters as like these obnoxious uh, people who like I guess we're not supposed to like them, but now all of a sudden we gotta feel sympathy for them because they're the victims. And then the people that got mad at them, they're like, "Hey, you want to keep it down?" They see them again at the bar, like, "Hey, I didn't realize." Like, my bad. And then they're like, "No, it's fine." And then well, what was the point of any of that? Halloween Kills is a very confused and confusing movie. You know, it's uh, literally yeah. doesn't know what it wants to say. Yeah, because it's like mob justice, <clears throat> but uh, mob justice is bad. If, if they if they target the wrong person, like, but the way they do that is stupid. It's stupid. Okay. It's hard to explain without just telling you straight up yeah, everything. But that's yeah. the thing too. I could in in three lines I could explain this whole movie to you, and then it's just like that's it, and you're like yep, that's it. There's like weirdly little to this movie. Okay. Uh, so outside of seeing Michael Myers walking around killing some people and chasing some people and stalking them, it's, it's just like what the fuck is this? <laughs> The first one was so fun and, and great and enjoyable. Eighty million dollar opening weekend or some shit like that. I mean, it, it deserved that. This one was like, well, no, this why? Why did they do any of this? And then but, pretty early on in the movie, I had a feeling. I could sense it as I was watching the movie. Like this doesn't. It's not the same. Maybe that's why it opened streamed on Peacock. That's a, for sure why they put it straight on Peacock because they were like this thing. We might as well just our losses and try to get try some to, money out of this. Try thing. to get some eyeballs on the on the old Peacock here. Um. 
So Halloween Kills is a, it's a bummer, man. Mm-hmm. Well, I missed it, so maybe maybe I just won't watch it. Maybe like right before Halloween Ends comes out next no. year, because it does end in a way that's like meant to next be next movie. Yeah, it's meant to be like holy shit, and then the title pops up. But when it ended, I was just like, really? <laughs> they, they didn't get the reaction out of me that they wanted. That's okay. for sure. Man, that's a that's a bummer, bummer. movie. No. So anyway, I wanted to get that one out of the way. Okay. Right all right, we went and saw the last duel. Yes, we did. What did you think? It was good. It was <clears throat> a little long. Mm. Yeah, two twenty, a long two twenty. And I mean, as much as like the story structure made sense. Yes. Like I was kind of by, by by round three, I was just like, oh, this again. We gotta, we gotta go through the same story. So, <laughs> so they tell the story in Act One, and it's yeah. called the Truth. According to uh, Jean, Jean the Courageous, Matt Damon, Matt Damon, and then <laughs> it, a, Matt Damon with a mullet, and then we get and then we get most of the story leading up to the duel, yeah. right, or to the to, to the trial leading up to the duel, yeah. and then it goes uh, like chapter two, the truth according to uh, Jacques de Grey, yeah, uh, Adam Adam Driver's uh-huh. character, and uh, and we pretty much get a rehash of the same main story points. Uh, uh we do get a, an extra scene because it didn't have anything to do with... Yeah, we follow his character yeah. throughout the course of these events, which involves him going off and hanging out with, like, Pierre and stuff mm-hmm. with a, a horribly miscast Ben Affleck. Yeah. And... Uh, and blonde Ben Affleck is just terrible weird to looking. look at. Like, I mean, if you're going to tell me that this is a guy who dyed his hair blonde, then okay. Yeah. I believe that, but he does not. There's some people just don't... If I dyed my hair and my eyebrows, yeah. like, this guy's not a blonde. Yeah. No, he's lying to us. Um, and then they do Act 3, The Truth According to the Lady Marguerite. And then as it fades out, it's just the truth. The truth. Is, oh, so this is what really happened. Here we go. Hashtag believe women. <laughs> and uh, and then we get the same story beats again, but from her perspective yeah. and how she sees everything. And apparently when they brought in this uh, this indie filmmaker and screenwriter, Nicole Holof Center, uh, a big reason they brought her in was because we need we need a woman's perspective to help us out with all the Lady Marguerite stuff. No. So she was really big on the third act. And uh, so the central part of the story is a rape. Yeah. And because we get the story three times and the, the rape involves two, two of those three people. We get two rape scenes. Oh, uh, boy. <laughs> and then the first one, the first one happens like, uh, like the way it's presented wasn't so bad. bad. But as according to Jacques de Grey, yeah, yeah. uh-huh. then when you get Lady Marguerite's the oh, truth, wait. much worse. Like, this, <laughs> this sucks. I'm just sitting here watching. <laughs> much worse. Like it's not even like graphic. It's no, so, it, just it doesn't sucks. need to be graphic. Hate hate scenes like that in movies, but it's it's central to this story, to this real story yeah. of this last officially sanctioned duel. I guess is mm-hmm. what it is in 14th century France. Correct. Ooh. Here's it. Okay, so I do like the movie. Yeah. I do like it. I think I actually like it quite a bit. It is so long. And going through the whole thing three times can be a little... It's interesting, a Rashomoning of the story. Yeah. It's just a little tedious is all. It's a little tedious. And again, double rape. Yeah. Why didn't they call this movie Lady Marguerite and the Tale of the Two Rapes? Well, I mean, terrible. it's it's only one it's rape. Terrible. It's terrible. It's just truly t- only one rape. Yeah. But still. I mean, well, like, like you said, it's it's critical part of this quote-unquote true story. Yes. So... Um, we so I like this movie, but I do have uh, 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 criticisms. For example, Ben Affleck, who did co-write it, is uh, miscast as Pierre. Correct. He is not a good Pierre. He's too contemporary. Yeah, I think you're right. Too much though. I don't believe him as 14th century anything. I don't believe him. I barely believe him as like 
1960s, <laughs> 1950s, you know. He's way too contemporary. Um, Adam Driver? Yeah, it works. I think he's good. Matt Damon, fine. He's fine. He's like, yeah. even, even with wonky, weird haircut. And a fake scar. And a fake scar. Big scar on his face. He's just going to be Matt Damon. Uh, so the movie, it's they're, they're French characters. Speaking English. But they're all speaking English. In weird accents. With various accents. Like, that's that was pretty dubious. Yeah. Especially when Ben it's, Affleck it's was... Go- like, what? It's fine, Chris. It's fine. 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 Don't worry about it. It's fine. So, um, well, I mean, yeah, it's like well made. Oh, and it's dude, really sky. The duel at the end was fucking brutal. It's a brutal fight. They build up to it. It's great. It's probably nowhere near what it was like in real life. In real life, it's probably much shorter, quicker, yeah. less way less cinematic. Mm-hmm. But it's a brutal fight that goes on. They, I mean, it's something that they build up to. Yeah. So it definitely pays off. Mm-hmm. Um. And it helps to go into it not knowing... Historically what happened. Yeah, yeah. because then it's... I, I didn't shit. know the story. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. So there were a couple of points during the duel where I was like, oh, is this how this movie's going to fucking end? I was like, is this... <laughs> like, this thing's... Man. Yeah. I was like, this is going to be interesting. Yeah. Um, but I thought, I thought it was good. I yeah. enjoyed it. The Last Duel. Uh, I mean, it's a really Scott movie. No one fucking knows how to make movies. Exactly. I ain't going to be like... really. I mean, he's as good as the screenplay is allowed him to be, and it's a pretty good screenplay. Yeah. So... I liked that. I thought it was good. The Last Duel was good. Agreed. Um, definitely better than Halloween Kills. So, Why the Last Man? I'm caught up. Oh, nice. Damn. Yeah. That was quick. Well, I mean, I watched the Monday, Tuesday, and then I think like Thursday, Friday. Okay. Just over the course of a couple of nights when yeah. I had some time at the end of the night. I, I Watch an episode. I watched an episode or two, maybe. Because yeah. I was only three behind, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it's a good show. I mean, yeah. it's good. You know, I mean, not crazy for it, but uh, I'm for sure going to watch it through the end. Like we said, we've been saying, I'm going to watch it through the end of the season. Yeah. I think York's grown on me a little bit. Well, it's because he's growing as a character, which, which, which he's supposed to. He's supposed to, to do, yeah. sure, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, even as an actor, because there's some actors who just pull that shit off where they're like, they're they're playing an unlikable role, but he still like the person because yeah. they have that sort of je ne sais quoi. Mm-hmm. I don't know if this guy necessarily has it, has that going for him, but uh, he's doing all right, you know, and three 355's cool and all that. Where are they now? They're at Professor that. Man. They're at the, the professor. Professor the lady. Who is that? The lady. Yeah, the lady. Doctor Man. Doctor Man. The Asian lady. Doctor Man. She's the Asian lady. Mm-hmm. Her speech about um, she was like, we lost a lot of women that day. Beautiful women uh, who didn't know they're walking around with Y chromosomes. Like that was a really good uh, uh moment. Yeah. In the show, it's a really mm-hmm. good speech. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. I think it, I think it's getting there. The political stuff is you know it's interesting. Uh, seeing how that would play out in sort of the scenario and all that. Also, I'm, I mean, it's definitely that all that political stuff has been added for the current culture. Yeah, so. yeah, it's for sure been updated because that wasn't as the buzzwords are using <laughs> newer buzzwords. Yeah. Um, Diane Lane's an example of a person who like I just like her. Yeah. So the the president, the character she's playing, is making all these decisions. Like, man, this fucking selfish lady. But uh, it's Diane Lane. <laughs> I'm like, you go, Diane Lane. You do what you got to do. I believe in you. I believe in Diane Lane. This is fucking Martha Kent we're talking about here. God damn it! Why'd you say that name? <laughs> Um. Yeah. So it, it's good. It's good. It's okay. It's okay. Now, um, on the opposite spectrum, a show that with only one episode in, I think I'm like on board totally. Okay. Uh, the Chucky show. Chucky show. Yes, Drew Chucky. What's this on? It's on USA. Okay. And it's uh, a di- direct sequel, like continuation of the movies, 
and it is written and directed by Don Mancini, who created the original Child's Play and has done all of the Child's Play movies, except for that remake that came out a couple years ago. Okay. Um, because other people had the rights to the first Child's Play movie, but they didn't have the rights to everything else. For some reason, those things have been separated over time. So Don Mancini can make his Chucky show while this other studio could make their remake of the first movie with uh, a CG doll and uh, Mark Hamill doing the voice of the doll and okay. all that. And it wasn't that well-reviewed, which isn't surprising. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Don Mancini was mad about it. Because uh, he's like, I'm trying to do this TV show, and you guys are going to put out a shitty... He was afraid a really shitty sequel or prequel or whatever that would uh, ruin everything. Mm -hmm. But I don't think it matters. I think that movie just came out, people forgot about it, and now here's a TV show. And, man, it's like just the style of the show, what they're doing, what the story is. I got on board fast. Like, I really, really like it. Cool. And uh, Chucky killing people right away. Nice. Like, right away in this episode, I mean, it people, give, gives you what you want. Yes, people dying. Uh, it's bloody, knife kills, and also it's a you mostly a puppet with like a very advanced because it's mm-hmm. 2021, 20, yeah. very advanced animatronic face movements. Uh, I read this little blurb interview with this kid who plays, he plays like the lead role. Who he finds a doll, and they sort of become by the end of the first episode, sort of, I think they're gonna be like a two hander. Like, we're going to work together. I, th- I think that's what it's going towards. Um, he mentions working with this doll is almost like working with another actor. It's a whole no. Muppet thing. Mm-hmm. It, it, it emotes. There's someone there talking to him. It's like Baby Yoda. Yeah. It's like, well, if it's or actually... Grogu, sorry. Grogu, excuse me, Grogu. Oh, my God, the nerds. Um, it's like actually having it there to interact with is so helpful. And I think it's good. And it's also like the episode, at least the pilot. I don't know if it's the whole series, but that first episode was directed by Don Mancini, which okay. is a lot of fun. So it has like all the pedigree. Yeah. And uh, Brad Dourif, the guy who's the, um, he, he's the voice of Chucky in all the movies, except for that remake. He is the, uh, the who is he? The, uh, the doctor from, from Deadwood. Okay. That yeah. guy who's in all, everything, right? You know. Uh, he, he's back as the voice oh, nice. of Chucky. Yeah. So Charles, Charles Lee Ray. Uh, I watched Child's Play for the first time like five years ago, six years ago, pretty fairly recently, yeah. and uh, it's a good movie. I haven't seen any of the other sequels though, just bits. Mm-hmm. You know, they play them a lot, or they used to anyway on like Sci-Fi Channel. Yeah. I feel like they played a lot. Bride of the and Chucky definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen like well, if it's on TV, I'll watch a bit. Like, oh, this is silly. This is super campy. But that first one is a little more straightforward. Like, there's a tiny doll, and it's terrifying, and it has a knife. And it's going to murder you. <laughs> and they and they get good, because uh, he's been doing it for so long. He knows how to, like, there's a doll, and then when you cut back to that angle, the doll's gone. You're yeah. like, what the bullshit? Oh, fuck. Yeah, and then, and then <laughs> someone looks over, and like, wasn't there just a knife here? Where did that knife go? Mm-hmm. You know, and then you're putting things together in your brain. It's, it's fun. It's a good show. I enjoy it. Uh, USA, characters welcome. Chucky. Uh, that's it. That's all I've been uh, doing this week on top of other stuff. So what do you got for me? Uh, on Amazon Prime, I watched an uh, animated movie called Nerdland. Okay. Voices of Paul Rudd and Patton Oswalt. Okay. And it's just like two losers trying to make it in L.A., but it's animated. So, you know, weird things can happen. Mm. Like how? In what way? Like it's, uh, am I ex- expecting some sort of... Simpsons level absurdity, magical realism. Oh, Are there I mean, unicorns? I mean, some magical, a little bit of magical realism, just because it's animated, so you you can go to some weird places. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was it was weird, interesting. It's a movie. Strange, yes. Yeah, it's, it's only eighty three minutes. 
83 made a movie? Was it like Tiny. an Amazon original? Did it say no, that or no, it's just old, I think. Oh, from okay. like 2016 or something. Oh, okay, okay, okay. And was, it's fine? Yeah, it's fine. Fine? It's fine. It killed 83 minutes. Nerdland. No. That's, that's our hometown. <laughs> right? It's Nerdland. Population us. Uh, Shout out to Full Frontal Nerdity. Also, also on remember, Amazon Prime. Remember, remember those guys? Yeah. I think they're still, they're still doing shows. Are they? Yeah, Ken Gradatsky. If you say so. I don't listen to podcasts. Right? I know. You don't listen at all. I'm, not, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm letting you know. No. He's still doing it. Good for them. So you don't, so you can sleep better at night now. I, it's not going to I know. It's not, I know. Mm-hmm. That's fine. That's fine. Also on Amazon Prime, I watched a documentary called After Braveheart. It's like three hours long. Jesus. But, but it's narrated by Brian Cox. So it, it was totally oh, watchable. So it's a, sat- <laughs> it's a satisfying three hours. Yeah. Is what it is. Oh, that's great. <laughs> it okay. was just, it was just in the background that's while awesome. I was doing stuff. Um, and it's just talking about what all the, uh, what's his name? Everything, Robert the gray. Was it? Was uh, well, the, the Bruce brothers and what happened? The Bruce, in, Robert, the Bruce after Robert became King and okay. this, that, you know, yeah. what the Scots did. And yeah. Things like that. After William Wallace yells freedom. And then, you know, gets caught by the English and, you know, disemboweled. Yeah, yeah. But then, no, he he yelled that during the disembowelment. Don't don't you remember that moment? He's like freedom, and then they're like, ah. Mel Gibson loves torture yeah. scenes. Mm-hmm. He loves. He's an S and M guy, I think. Yeah, more than likely, probably. Yeah, yeah. most likely. Uh, but it was entertaining, good, yeah. informative. Mm-hmm. I mean, you said it was just on in the background. Yeah, it was like uh, a documentary. But, so. but it's Brian Cox, though. Exactly. And it's like. <laughs> so, <laughs> so weird. <laughs> that was pretty crazy. Yeah. He does that. Remember, I, uh, we saw this. Remember when he did that series where he was just saying the names of different whiskeys yeah. and scotches? Yeah, it's amazing. And he was, and in the beginning, he would like take a sip of them and then say the name. But then after a while, he's like, I can't keep sipping this. <laughs> he's just holding it and barely <laughs> wasted. Say, yeah, wasted. Um, okay, okay. Thumbs up for After Braveheart. Uh, I also read some graphic novels. What we got? Uh, the goddamn colon the virgin brides. The goddamn goddamn duh. So this is uh this is a comic book series okay. written written by Jason Aaron and it's uh an, it's an antediluvian tale. It's based in the Bible universe. Okay. So at the end of the first graphic novel, you know, it's the whole Cain and Abel story. So you know, Cain kills his brother and then leaves and hangs out with other weird humans that are out there. Jubal Cain and all that. This, yeah, this is like a literal translation of the Bible. Okay. Uh, And then in this one, this is the Virgin Bride. So there's a story in the Bible about, uh, you know, the the sons of God finding the women of, uh, the daughters of man attractive. Mm -hmm. And they would, you know, they they would wed. And then uh, they had kids called the Nephilim. Yes. Yeah. 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 I know the so Neph- the, so Nephilim isn't. It, then they become like angels. Nephilim is. Uh, I know these buzzwords. Yeah. 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 I know so, these old so, churchy buzzwords. So, so, <laughs> so, so this is the story of the virgin brides of okay. the, the the children who get sent up to a mountain and become, you know, brides for the sons of God. But you know, and then they give birth to Nephilim. The Nephilim are fucking monsters. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. Nephilim are bad. Yeah. 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 Um. So it's the goddamned. The, so, so this is this, the Virgin Bride. What was it called? Yeah, the Virgin Bride. So, like I said, this is uh, this is a story of humanity before the flood. Mm, I like it. It's it's super interesting and crazy and you know weird, it's uh, bonkers. And is that so? Is the goddamned like an overall umbrella thing? And then this is just like one story. Well, the first one was like I said, the story of Cain and Abel. So you could set up Cain. This is. The story of the Virgin Brides, and this is setting up, I guess, Cain's female counterpart. Okay. Because at the end of this, she meets Cain. Okay. So 
the next one's probably going to be the furthering adventures of, or, you know, whatever. I don't know, but it's fucking crazy, man. It is bonkers. Jesus. All right. It, it's like a fantasy horror thing based in, you know, the Bible. <laughs> I'm into that. It, yeah. I'm it, that. It's, a, it's a lot like Darren Aronofsky's Noah. I'm into know, that a lot. Cause that's, that's, where you get the weird shit. That's antediluvian. Mm-hmm. Um, what made you pick this up? Uh, the, the author and yeah. then obviously the subject matter. Author first, though? Yeah, author Th- first. That was his name? Aaron? Jason Aaron. Jason Aaron? Yeah. All right. You're like, ooh, new Jason Aaron. I, I like his work. And then I read what it was about, and I'm like, oh, this is totally up my alley. Okay. Okay. Cool. Well, All right. Good. The goddamned. The Virgin Brides. Oh. Colon. The goddamned colon. Correct. <laughs> the Virgin Brides. Yeah, I can understand why. <laughs> um, okay. And what else? Uh, also, uh, the Keanu Reeves uh, graphic novel, Berserker. Yes. B-R-Z-R-K-R. B-R-Z-R-K-R. Right? Berserker. Drop, drop, drop the E's. Yeah. All the vowels are gone. Uh, so we talked about this when it was announced like sometime last year, maybe even earlier. Yeah. Keanu Reeves was co-creating a comic book series about an immortal warrior <laughs> who is like then becomes like his modern day special forces or some uh-huh. shit. And uh, and then he's just like trying to die, and um, and that is also was planned to become a series or a movie. The whatever it is just recently went into production, uh, and now the book is up to like what six, seven, eight months, whatever. It's, I have it's no been, idea. It's been out long enough that they put out the first graphic, graphic novel. novel. Yeah. All right. So I picked it up. All right. And it's and it's good. Yes. It is hyper violent. Yes. Like ridiculously violent. That's what I, that's what I want to hear. <laughs> that's what I want to hear. But it's also you know there's a fantasy element and this that the other so it's a lot of fun. Well, yeah, I'm really whole, enjoying it. The whole immortal warrior. Yeah, thing. exactly. Is it a curse? He's cursed, right? You'll see. Okay. <laughs> yeah, he gave it to me. To yeah, read. I gave you, I gave you a copy so you could read it. Um. Like, uh, do you feel like it's something you're gonna want? You're looking forward to continue reading when the next yes. volume comes out, or is it just like so, nope. a mild curiosity? No, I will. I am. Like you're, I'm. You're in. Gen- genuinely in on this okay. entire franchise. Whatever the fuck is going on with it, I I want something to do with it. Awesome. Is it gonna make you want to drop the E's from your name, Drewster Cogburn? No, that's gonna be lame. <laughs> and if it becomes too popular, it will be a trend. <laughs> yeah, I, dropping. It's already. It, it was already a restaurant naming trend. You know, you you either drop the vowels, also um, apps. For apps, you just drop the last vowel. Oh, yes, and you make the er. Yeah, you make it the er. This just doubled up on that. Yeah. The berserker. It tripled up, excuse me, triple, triple gers. (laughs) Triple gers on this. um, Keanu Reeves is ahead of the curve, man. He's a smart guy. He knows what's up. Um, All right, so thumbs up for the berserker. Yeah. And then on so. uh, on the Nintendo Switch, yes, uh, I just became available this game called Disco Elysium. Okay, so and this is the the final cut. So I think it it it's all the DLC too. But it's an it's a it, it's a I guess post apocalypse is it post apocalypse? I don't know. It's kind of a, a weird future. But you play a, basically you play a cop mm-hmm. who for whatever reason has. Drunk him in one night somehow. You got so wasted that you have forgotten everything about everything. From drinking? (laughs) So you wake up. Like the first scene is literally the quote unquote reptilian brain waking up. And I spent like through the choices I made. I I spent a good like five minutes just fucking around in in oblivion. Literally fucking around in oblivion. No shit. Just blackness. (laughs) And then the limbic system kicks in. Yeah. and, And then you wake up. But you don't know who you are or what's going on or it's like it's a complete weird mind fuck. 
So, so the premise of the game is that your character has drunk himself into ob- obliviousness, and you literally to, drank himself into oblivion, and you have to return from that from well, the very beginning to figure out what the hell happened. Well, you you, you have to figure out who you are, yeah, and you're you're also in the middle of solving a murder, so you have to solve a murder too. <laughs> That's in- <laughs> inconvenient, if you ask me. Are you kidding me? Get the fuck out of here. Not, that must be a tough murder case. Or it's like, let me just drink stuff into oblivion here real quick. Not joking. Jesus. So it's uh, it's 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 a it's a strange little RPG adventure, and uh, I'm about like an hour into it, and I'm having a lot of fun. It's the writing is immaculate. Okay. So. Oh, wow, that sounds fun. Yeah, and it's not like your traditional RPG where you th- you'd think of you know like fighting things, and especially a cop. This is more of a detective RPG. So. You have health points. You also have morale points. Okay. So, and, and most everything happens through conversation. Okay. So there's a lot of reading, and you can lose both health and morale just having a conversation with somebody. So, because <laughs> okay. because I, I like it, that because it's a detective RPG. I, I like that. Uh, should I be getting a switch? I mean, it it all depends on what kind of game. I'm getting tired. You, I'm getting tired of waiting for the PlayStation. The next well, box is again in stock. You've you got to realize that the Nintendo Switch is it is made for children. Sure, but there are there are definitely adult games on there, and they got the Nintendo Super Nintendo Sega stuff through their uh, like subscription service. Yeah, they got that. I could be playing. Paperboy. Yeah. You could be playing Paperboy, or and, and Disco Elysium just came out. And Disco Elysium. And it's it's a weird game, but I I like it. It's it's really confusing in the beginning. I love the, it, I love the title. It doesn't tell you what the fuck is going on. I I, I, I love I love the title. Yeah, the title's really good too. Drewster Elysium, <laughs> for sure, gonna be the name of the episode. Um, man, should I be getting? I got. I, have the I mean, the switch is good. I I, I enjoy. To make. Yeah, are you getting drift yet? I had the, are, are w- within like the first three months of me having it, like so much to where like I haven't played it in my hand yeah. in since three months after I bought it because like, it's more noticeable handheld versus when it's on the well, TV. Well, no, because that's where I got the that's where the drift came in. The drift is on the controller, not on the machine. So I got uh, the plug-in stand for the TV. Yeah, I got a controller that plugs into that that doesn't drift. Is it a third-party controller? I, I don't think or it's so. just a Nintendo controller it's, it's that just, plugs in. Yeah, it's just a Nintendo controller, so it's more like a uh, you know, like a instead of being in your hand, playing it on your big TV. Yeah, because Nintendo announced recently that uh, essentially nothing they can do about it. Yeah, it's just it's just the way it's the way they make it. Permanent flaw that yeah. they'll never be able to fix yeah. for the Switch. Which so, is, which is so a bummer. Continue to buy our product. Yeah, that sucks. That sucks. Yeah. But. Zelda. So, yeah. but Zelda. So yeah, so I just played on my. Well, I don't plan on doing any mobile plane anyway. Yeah. I'm not. It it no. is it, it's handy on a plane ride. I'll tell you what, having that having that thing in your hands. Oh, plane ride, sure, sure, sure. Well, that's also a good time to uh, you. Know, you can also sit and meditate. Mm-hmm. You know, think about that two and a half hours, just be on mind for a while, and and just go whoosa. I might freak some people out. Yeah, yeah, you may you may go berserker on them. That might actually happen. Go Drew Zerker, Drew Zerker Elysium. That's a little, that's a mouthful. <laughs> Um, okay, Disco Elysium. Getting a thumbs up. Sounds cool. That sounds like a fun game. Yeah. Anything else you got? Nope. All right. We're going to take a break. We're going to be back with the second half of the show in which we have news stories. And that's pretty much it. But there's a range of news stories, so they may be fun. 
Shopper Maybe. Rose's gift certificates are the perfect gift for everyone on your Christmas gift list. They're available in denominations of $5, $10, and $20. They take the worry out of shopping for gifts, and they're so easy to get. Just walk up to our customer service desk and ask for Rose's gift certificates. Will security please report to Section 3? Security to Section 3, please. Attention, please. If you plan to pay for your purchase with a personal check, please have the check approved at the service desk before going through the checkout lanes. Attention, please. There is no smoking allowed on the sales floor. For your convenience, smoking is permitted in the snack bar area only. Drew Cogburn. Chris Crespo. You see that Batman trailer? I did. Oh, I just started like I started Patreon episodes. <laughs> That's a shout out to the Patreons. What up, patrons? Uh, you guys are awesome. You're the only reason I get up in the morning sometimes. Patreon.com slash So We are putting out our end of days episode this Friday, Drew. That's right. Remember when we recorded that? Yeah. It feels like months ago we were talking about Arnold versus the devil. Uh-huh. And he was like, I don't believe in your da- no God anymore. But then the devil was like, I'm going to suck a titty. <laughs> or something. There's somewhere with a titty. He, right? gra- he, he flopped it he, out and put it back very nicely. Very nicely. <laughs> What a gentleman, the devil, before he blew him up. Guys, it's a weird-ass movie, End of Days. Is it good? No. Uh, did I have a good time talking to Drew about it? I did. Yeah, so did I. <laughs> that was fun. Yeah. Uh, you can hear that this Friday. New episodes every Friday, patreon.com slash So, um, Also, I was on the newest episode of Sam Antics uh, here in town with Sam and Trav. You can check that out on their feed, Sam Antics. They also have a... Um, a uh, Patreon under her name, Samantha Har, H-A-A-R, where they have a show called The After Party, and I've recorded an episode of that as well. So, uh, plugs, plugola, if you want to hear me be uh, insulted via email. Sweet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, it's, no, it's great. Yeah, it doesn't sure. stick, doesn't stick with me at all. You know no, me. Yeah. Uh-huh. You know that shit rolls right yeah. off my back? Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, uh, like oil off a duck's back. <laughs> right? That's how that works? Yeah, Oil, yeah. ducks don't get any uh-huh. oil on them? More, they don't need dove. More like gum on sandpaper. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh, that's, a, that's interesting. <laughs> Visual. It sticks. <laughs> Oh, Drew, that hit was too big. That dab. I mean, not psychologically. My, my brain is fine. It's just that my throat hurts from the... It was too hot. I think it was too hot. Too hot. what it was. But it was so big. It was a big old reclaim it dab. Was, it was big and hot. It was a big reclaim dab. And you need you need a hot hit to get it all. Or else you're just going to... All you're doing is oiling the thing up again. Yeah. Uh-huh. Because it's reclaim. Yeah. It's a it's a brutal... It's a two-sided sword. sword where uh, that you're then shoving down your throat. And then you're going to twist that thing around. How did the sword swallows do that shit? Is the sword just dull? Right? I mean, it's fleshy down there. I don't know. I don't know why I thought of that. I'm high. That's why. Guys, how you doing? This is episode 458. Drew Copper is having a good time. We're having a good time. He just had a cigarette. We can quit those things anytime soon. I'm hoping to. How we do too, man. Uh, I'm getting a little too old to be smoking cigarettes on the reg. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Not mean. Yes. I'm also getting too old to be eating cheeseburgers on the reg, so I need to stop that too. Yeah. But, you know, it's fine. to each their own. Yeah. Life sucks. It does. Uh, Halloween Kills was a bummer. <laughs> <laughs> the best movie of the weekend featured the same rape twice. Yes. Mm. Correct. Mm. This is mostly water. I have to drive later. The, I don't know why I'm disclaimering that. Because <laughs> I'm, I'm high. Because I'm high. That's why. Because I'm high. 
DC Fandom was yesterday. Okay. Uh, it was an uh, internet-only event. No. Normally, this would have been some sort of like convention. Yeah. Uh, but pandemic resulted in more virtual stuff being set up. So here's a it's virtual fine. event. It is totally fine. I don't need to leave my house to go see some goddamn trailers. Just no. give them to me here where I sit. And we got a new trailer for the Batman. I saw that. What do you think? Good. It's interesting. It look, the, the fights look real and somehow it looks like it hurts <laughs> they look brutal it looks like i've seen the comparison online and it looks accurate it looks very a uh, video game arkham asylum oh, okay. yeah you know combos big crunchy yeah. hits yeah crunchy hits is right would not be surprised if matt reeves seems like the type of guy who would play the video games and be like i'm taking influence from that i find it surprising that his suit is so bulletproof i'm okay with that i'm fine with it too but it's a choice yeah <laughs> it is a choice That's, I, it, it's very superman -y. 1989 batman he got shot in the chest with i mean look goddamn like 357 from yeah. five feet away but he got shot in the chest and it put him down uh but he survived it because it's kevlar yeah um new bat uh nolan batman you wouldn't be able to shoot him up like that like no. he never like he could deflate like he they would deflect if you ran. Like, if, if you start firing, I mean, he's running away and, you know, hoping that it doesn't hit anything that's not armored. Up. Yes, yes. He has armor, but the armor separated yeah. plating at some point. Um, ben Affleck Batman. He's got, he had them Wonder Woman style gauntlets at one point. Is that the Zack Snyder only one? I, the Wonder I Woman so. gauntlets? That was smart, actually. Uh, fucking stupid ass Joss Whedon. Um, he could, like, caught some bullets with those gauntlets, but that, that's about it. You shoot him in the face. Maybe his, he had Kevlar under his suit. This Batman straight up, like... Like, he's got armor. Shoot. Like, why are you shooting yeah. him? He's just walking at you. Yeah, yeah. Like, well, I mean, it's probably <laughs> only... It looks like small caliber rounds. You know, everyone's got pistols no, and maybe like, submachine guns. I feel guns. like there's one scene... Yeah, I feel like one scene he was getting a machine gun. Well, like, so it's a submachine gun, though, not a real machine gun. It's still that's small not gonna, caliber. not going to put you down? I mean, pro I mean he's, he's probably got fucking all sorts of bruises on his chest. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm assuming... This a little more realistic and hardcore Batman's probably on drugs. Like, he looks like he's on oh, drugs. Like, got, Br Bruce Wayne looks like he's on drugs. Bruce Wayne does look fucked up. <laughs> Interesting. Will they emphasize pill use, prescription pill use, or what else? Droids? He's too small for droids. This is our smallest, or not smallest, but I would say lithest yes. looking Batman. Slender, yes. Strikes an, an interesting silhouette, for yeah. sure. Seems mm -hmm. almost more... More still, comic booky in a way. With that armor, though, he's got bigger shoulders. So obviously, yeah, his, his physique is being emphasized by this interesting suit. Um, but I think it looks good. It's I like I like to look at a Batmobile. Under weirdly understated. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's just like a fucking Charger. Yeah. It's like out of the Fast and Furious universe. Yeah. This goddamn car, and, and I'm into it. And after even after watching the trailer, I understand why they want to do a Penguin thing on HBO Max with fucking Colin Farrell because this like I this does not look for sound or anything like. Holy shit, this is Colin Farrell. Yeah, yeah. He's doing a voice. He's like, what's this going on here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, he's like a big guy. That's what I'm saying, the, dude. It's As it, opposed to being a shorter. Is, and the makeup's really good. Very, so. very good makeup, yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm, an, I'm very interested in that show as well. Hmm. Man, I hope the rumors about Pattinson and Reeves not getting along are not true. Yeah, because I want more. Yes, if, <laughs> if this is what we have in store, I for sure want more. I, I like all the red lights, too. Uh, the deep colors like everything's like red orange yeah it's like Batman Begins was kind of sepia toned uh, mm -hmm. it, it's sort of like a little it's more orange flamey 
sunsetty yeah. uh, Gotham, London Gotham. It's a London Gotham. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, we got we got ourselves a Batman over here. Look at this guy just throwing over some fish and chips on this side of the pond. Good for him, boy. Um, Andy Serkis uh, seems like a good choice also for yeah. for Alfred uh-huh. because uh, I mean the guy's a solid actor. Yeah. even on top of all the CG. Yeah, yeah. Bullshit that he does. Yeah, I mean, he's great in the Marvel universe. Yeah, yeah. yeah. C- Claw? I don't know. That he did, what his name is? Got he's with the arm, with the one arm. <laughs> him and, uh, and... He's always fighting Wakanda. Him and Freeman get to play the token white guys. Yeah. The token white guys. Uh-huh. The J.R.R. token white guys. We've all seen the meme. The... Uh, I'm not trying to think of other things about the trailer. Zoe Kravitz looks interesting. Yeah, a yeah. lot of Catwoman's... But you've already said how you've seen yeah. a bunch of that shit. Yeah. yeah. And even more than what you saw in the trailer. I need to so, watch that thing. Yeah. As I was watching the trailer, I was like, I need to watch that thing. Yeah, so you get some more of it. But it was like 10.30 at night. It was a little too late for me. To, God, I'm, an old, I'm an old man, guys. I had, a, I had a nice night's sleep. Oh, if Gotta wake good, up early. It felt good to wake up with the with the sun at 8. eight and, or whatever it was. The... Um, and the oh, and then I you know what was interesting? The final shot of the trailer. It's Penguin flipping his car, or him Batman ram, coming out of the fire, ramming his car and that's, flipping it. Seriously, that's so Mad Max Fury Road. It, it was straight up. <laughs> I yeah. was like yeah. Bat Mad Max. Yeah, it is. hundred percent Bat Mad Max. <laughs> Alfred, I saw this movie, it was pretty cool. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna do some jumps, it's gonna be great, Alfred. Um he uh, and then like he Penguins in the car flipped upside down, and then he sees it's his perspective of Batman coming to him. He's upside down, and the logo, the fire in the background. Yeah. It's uh, like holy shit! This is an interesting uh, POV to have. Like our ear, this Batman is a fucking scary ass psychopath. Well, that's <laughs> kind of the. I mean, yeah, leaning into it. I mean, that's that's the point. That's the persona Batman wants to have in Gotham City. When, you know, yeah. he's not doing his Justice League stuff or, mm-hmm. you know, hanging out and doing Saving the, blah, the world blah, blah, bullshit. blah, 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 blah. Yeah. yeah. Like, he needs to have the fucking, the common criminal on lock. <laughs> he's, he's ruling <laughs> he, through fear. And he does it, well, I mean, he's fascist, so he does it through fear and violence. Yeah. Which which one was it? Man, we've seen him. The Dark Knight. The Dark Knight starts with, and there's a couple of criminals who are, like, trying to do a deal, and they look up and see the bat signal, and he's like, no, nope. not tonight, man. <laughs> it's like, well, come on, he got a better chance of winning the Powerball, or something uh-huh. like that, he says. Um, yeah, winning through fear. Um, emphasizing that hardcore in this trailer with the voiceover, and then he gets, oh, Paul Dano, Riddler. Yeah. Okay, we get in some with the Riddler, too. Uh, that could be good, man. No, I mean, yeah, Paul I mean, Dano's yeah. very interesting he is. actor. He's a good pick. What do, you, what do you think of the Riddler character? I mean, he's not obviously Joker level, but yeah. he's, he's pretty. I close. mean, he. I mean, it, it all depends on you know which version of the Riddler you're playing with. I yeah. mean, he can definitely be on the super dark psychopathic side. Yeah, or he could be the super goofy. We no. got Jim Carrey here, exactly, or even Frank Gorshin, Gorshin from the original movie, no. where he's like, "We're gonna send them through the window into the waiting arms <laughs> of the octopus." The exploding octopus. Yeah. The exploding octopus. Man, that movie was fun. Weird. I wonder if the Batman will have an exploding octopus as, a, as an Easter egg. That'd be cool. An homage. Uh, they were saying leading up to this thing that it was like, oh, the, uh, Matt Reeves is making a Batman movie that like it's unlike any of the other Batman movies. It's definitely a new vision, a new take, blah blah blah. And after seeing the marketing, I mean, yeah, it's def- I'm, I'm, it's I'm, a I'm, darker I'm, take, which I like. Yeah, I think I'm yeah. buying into that. Yeah, could how could they make Batman darker? I was like, oh, yeah. I guess maybe they're doing it somehow. Yeah. 
uh, got a very moody Pattinson. Oh, you know what I found funny in this trailer? If maybe you go back and watch this, you'll, or maybe you notice this, there has to be at least four separate shots of Batman, like Pattinson in the suit, looking up and the camera's down at him and kind of pushing in on him and he's looking up there's one where he's like it's dark he's looking up there's another one where he's like all dusty and he's looking up there's four, like no. three or four separate it's the same <laughs> shot but different shots it's like looking up it's coming down at him uh, I was like why do, why do they keep going back to this image here it's weird uh, anyway I only watched the trailer once now at this point I just like I watched it one time so we could talk about it now I'm gonna put it away because you are going to see it a bunch before the movie comes out. Uh, yeah, it's, what is it, November, December, January, we're six months away. That's when the marketing yeah. kicks in. It makes sense. The mm-hmm. timing is correct. So we're going to be seeing this shit over and over and over after a while. Uh, which, actually, I'm fine with. The only thing I don't really like about the trailer is that they, they reuse the Nirvana Something in the Way cover, which it's not a bad cover of all the trailers and the covers and all that. It's not a bad version, but I'm just sick of that trailer. No. And I hate it. Mm. Well, they only use it for, like, the beginning, and then they kind of got into the old, bat, like, the updated... Batman's the new, score. The new theme, which is uh, <laughs> Michael Giacchino, who does interesting scores, you know? Yeah. He's like... It's very Batman the Animated Series. Yes, yes, it is. <laughs> it is, yeah. He's like, for sure, he knows he knows the influences, because he's a smart guy. He's been around. Giacchino did the Speed Racer score for Wachowskis, all right? He, he does some good stuff. Oh, nobody... People don't like that movie, and I don't know why. Because, st- <laughs> because people are stupid. That's why. We're smarter than people, Drew. We're smart. They're dumb. Speed Racer's great... <laughs> It's a great it's goddamn a movie. It's a weird fucking movie, it's, but it is fan. It's a lot of fun. It's a strange, expensive, <laughs> interesting movie. Carfu epic. Carfu, guys. Oh my god. So the uh, Michael Giacchino, he's like, I want Danny Elfman. I but I don't want him to be so boom, 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 boom. You know, I want it to be a little more boom, 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 boom. So Giacchino's good. I think Giacchino did he also do some. Mission Impossible, maybe possible. He's good. He's good. I like. I like him. It's. Uh, it looks interesting, man. It looks good. They also had a real quick little teaser for Black Adam. Uh, did you see that? Yeah. It's a. It's, a, it's essentially Black Adam. Where he like gets summoned. He got summoned. They see him for the first time. He kills one guy very quickly. Yeah. And then actually very. <clears throat> cool mm-hmm. manner yeah oh, that's cool and then like they shoot at him again machine gun fire a lot of machine guns in the DC universe no. they shoot at him but it's all that yeah, doesn't he, do anything he catches one tiny very pointy looking bullet very pointy bullet yeah. and then he just like starts floating and then that's it yeah. and that's like black, black Adam. Adam like oh my god <laughs> oh my god and remember he's a bad guy so right but I guess he's going anti-hero or he's a bad guy, but then he has to, if he wants to rule this world, he has to like stop something else from destroying it I'm or sure, something. That's yeah. what it's, the hook's going to be. Something maybe. Like that. I don't know. And then he's going to like, at the end of the movie, he's going to put on, turn on the news and he'll sh- see like Shazam doing something silly. He's like, I want to kill him. And he's going to be like, fuck that guy for some reason. <laughs> well, cause they have the same power. Right. They have the same thing on their chest and yeah. everything. They're like the same. Anyway. It's gonna be a weird mashup of these two. Yeah. Shazam, that's so it it's is. so different. Shazam is so different. But at least, well, Shazam, they also set up. There's a whole family. There's a whole Shazam family. There's a whole Shazamly. There's a sh- <laughs> the Shazamly. Ladies and gentlemen, that's episode four fifty eight of Cinema Crespi. So thank you very much. Um. Yeah, it's, a, it's gonna be a weird mixture of tones mm-hmm. when it comes up. Like the director from the director of Orphan <laughs> <laughs> and Liam Neeson's Unknown comes Black Adam. Um, and then they had a quick teaser for uh, the Flash that I didn't see. You did not see that, so that was just like some quick shots of 
essentially Ezra Miller not in suit, a couple of him in the suit, very, very few little effects. Um, but the voiceover is unmistakably Michael Keaton. And talking about going through time and the consequences of that. And then at the end, it's uh, Ezra Miller with other flashes behind him being like, so you win? Uh, uh, and ostensibly talking to 1989's Batman. Yeah. It's interesting. Heavy emphasis on the Michael Keaton Batman. Yeah, on the wrong syllable. On the Michael Keaton So we'll see what's going on with that movie. It's from the director of the It movies, Andy Muschietti. It, the first one wasn't bad the second one was what it was I leaned too much into the, the, the it wasn't a jokey movie we didn't want jokes we want scares but they're like no we're gonna give you jokes like boo Weird. boo is what we say the first one was good though yeah um I think that's pretty much it then some video game stuff but personally I, no, I, okay I, with that. I got some NFTs for uh, for signing up for the fandom I have three <laughs> NFTs Hopefully you can make some money off that. Yeah, so if you're wanting an NFT, hit me up. I'm selling them now. <laughs> Immediately trying to offload them. <clears throat> I need some money, guys. I need some money quick. Come on, help me out. This computer is uh, freaking me out. So the uh, that's it. That's a fan. That's the fandom experience. Cool. This is all just really about the Batman trailer. Yeah. That's all anyone give really gives a shit about these days, right? March, March 2022. Yep. Soon enough. Yeah, over here soon enough. Shit, man. God damn it. That's fucking crazy fast and uh facebook.com slash we have a group there no one no one left any questions so it doesn't matter also we have an email address cinema at gmail.com but no one sent it that's fine we don't i don't give a shit it's cool it's fine uh we have we have so many things to talk about did you know michael fassbender is a race car driver okay he's a he's, cool. he's been a race car enthusiast for years and he attempted to this year, but did not qualify for the 24-hour Le Mans race okay. in, in, in Europe. And uh, so they're going for it next year. But he has a straight-up, like, racing team with Porsche. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I'm sure he a lot of money to get started. So, yes. and, and, then he was prob- and then he was obviously good enough to get sponsored by Porsche. Yes, I, the Porsche inclusion is pretty big. Yeah. So they're good enough to, to have a whole professional team and, and be out there doing it. I, I found that fascinating. Good man. I, I, I just the, the story. Okay, most of these stories are not in any particular order. Mm-hmm. There, there is a grouping of stories that you'll be like, okay, I, I get the theme here pretty quickly. But uh, for the most part, random shit, very whiplashy. So here we go. Going from Michael Fassbender Porsche team to uh, you're about the uh, <laughs> Smash Mouth singer. <laughs> no. All right, this is a fun story. Okay. Uh, for pe- uh, yeah, I think it's a fun story for most people, unless you, you know, I don't know. Your empathy levels have to really be pretty spiked pretty hard <laughs> to, to feel for this guy. Steve Harwell was the singer for Smash Mouth. Okay. He's the guy. With I, the, I know, I hey, now, face. you're yeah. an all-star. What's what's the other one that was big? They had another one yeah. right around the same time. That that Smash Mouth song was used at the end of copious soundtracks in the late 90s. Uh, Shrek was probably the most popular mm-hmm. use of it. They had another song that was around that time. Um, I saw It's a funny thing where I saw the TikTok one morning I was like oh this is a weird t- I can't look at this shit and then the next day like the story broke of, of that actual from that TikTok where there was this uh, uh, beer and wine fest in the, somewhere that Smash Mouth was playing and this dude got himself all hammered and then on stage 
uh, while they were performing. He, like, at one point threw up, did a Nazi salute real fast. Meltdown. Yeah, he had a meltdown. And then he was, like, he was yelling at someone, I'll kill your whole family. I'll kill you and your whole family while the band is playing. Also, like, they're having audio issues, so the band sounded like shit. The audio is mm. bad, so they are already contending with that. Um, at one point, some lady gets on stage with the mic. And she's like, it's my birthday. Yeah. It's like some Karen gets up there and he just lets it happen. What's another thing he does? He does a number of things. That's very, very questionable behavior. Says some very bad things. Uh, so he has since announced his retirement from the band of Smash Mouth. Okay, good like, for him. Th- this tic- Man, he, he's, he's done with it. He's done with it. This TikTok video <clears throat> ended his uh, rock and roll career. And the uh, Smash Mouth will continue without him. So people can still hear, hey, now you're an all-star live at at beer festivals around the country for years With to somebody come, else for singing. sure. It's someone else saying. But we won't get to uh, see the joy of this guy, Steve Harwell. And then he blamed it all on... Um, Cancel culture. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> that would have sucked. That would have circled. No, no. He was like, he's had health issues, all sorts of health issues, uh, on top of addiction issues. And he's like, so it was just bad, bad, bad. I retire. Okay, good for him. Apparently, he's been an asshole for a long time. Um... An actor was killed on stage during an opera. Wait for the link to open. <laughs> I'm sorry for the pause. Okay. At uh at the famous Bolshoi Theater. Oh, sucks for him. Yeah. I mean, was it like in, in the back or is it during the play? Was it like fake sword turns into real sword? Fake guns actually loaded? Yeah. What, what, what did, did he it? did he get uh, Brandon Lead no. on, on stage in, in front of people? Well, according to the Don Moscow Company, what happened was uh, the incident took place during a set change in Sadco, a 19th century opera. Uh, the performance was immediately stopped. The audience was asked to leave. Thirty-seven-year-old uh, male performer who uh, let's see, let's see, where does it happen? Oh, he was crushed by a ramp during his set change. Oh, yes. Not rest, a good way to go. Rest of this episode is devoted to the memory of Yevgeny Kulesh. <laughs> rest guy. in peace. Rest in peace, Yevgeny Kulesh. What if this guy was like a like a uh, white supremacists or something. I mean, maybe he was. It doesn't say here in your article. So. Or he could, he could have been the nicest guy in the world. You have a conditional dedication to Yevgeny Kalesh for the rest of this episode. Uh, I mean, you're the one who's dedicating the episode to him, not me. So, but you're part of the you're part of the you're part of the crew, though. You know, I don't have any empathy for that guy. Uh, that's fair. <laughs> <laughs> part of uh, <clears throat> this article points out that in uh, the same theater in 2013, a senior violinist died after falling into the orchestra pit oh Eesh, that just seems like a, maybe the place is haunted um also in movie news <laughs> okay right back to movie news gotcha Bobby Flay leaving the Food Network oh forgot yeah. or, I mean did he get fired he just ah. is it cancel culture the, uh, what's going on he canceled himself for more money oh uh, so what what's going on is that the Food Network signed Guy Fieri. It's like a seventy eighty million dollar overall deal, some crazy deal, making him the high, one of the highest paid for cable TV anyway. No. Chefs. Um, so Bobby Flay's time to negotiate came up immediately afterwards. He goes to Netflix. Oh, you gave Guy Fieri eighty. That's cool. I want a hundred. And Food Network was like, How about less? And he was like, How about no? And then they're like, Okay, bye bye. Okay. So it was... Uh, no, no more Bobby Flay. No more Bobby Flay on the Food Network. That is correct. But the dude just going to sign a deal. Like Somewhere other, else. Yeah, other chefs have signed deals with uh, streaming services and companies or whatever. So 
He'll, he'll get his hundred million. Oh, the, the just from someone the, else. The rise of the television chef. Yeah. This, this, is this it? Is this the pinnacle of it? It's weird. These hundred dollar paydays for Guy Fieri and Bobby Flay and whatnot. Speaking of Guy Fieri, Megan Fox. Right. Okay. You got it. Yeah. Got the transition. Mm-hmm. Maybe you understand. What I'm doing there. <laughs> Does it make sense? Megan yeah, Fox. No. Uh, then an interview with people.com where she talked about having body dysmorphia okay, and a lot of deep insecurities being, you know, sexualized as at a very young age, at a very young age sure. and, and for, for her whole career, essentially. Yeah. Right. Uh, and then this article about her body dysmorphia, here's an, here's a picture of her at, uh, some sort of gala or whatever. Okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, this skinny, awkward bitch is all like, yeah, I have body dysmorphia. I have a lot of deep insecurities. We may look at somebody and think, that person's so beautiful. Their life must be so easy. They most likely don't feel that way about themselves. Uh, rest of the quote, it wasn't just... Uh, no. Oh, the breaking point was a 2009 movie, Jennifer's Body. Do you remember that? Mm-hmm. Where she played the hot girl who's secretly like eating people. Yeah, she's some sort of actual monster. And she's an actual monster. It wasn't just that movie, she says. It was every day of my life, all the time, with every project I worked on, with every producer I worked with, she said at the time. Uh, she has weird toe thumbs. If you look at her thumbs, Google Megan Fox thumbs, and you'll get pictures of what you think are feet, but no, they're, <laughs> they're her hands. Okay, that's yeah. gross. Part of the reason why she has body dysmorphia is because she's a gross, nasty... <laughs> I mean, a lot of people find her very attractive. Oh, she's a very attractive woman. And in the, she's it, conventionally very extremely attractive woman. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm just trying to be a dickhead. The uh, the first time I looked into his... Oh, now it talks about meeting uh, Machine Gun Kelly. Make sure everyone gets this ad. You guys are getting this ad? Because if I'm using the website, then we have to make sure we pay for it via ad use. <laughs> trying to be fair. Okay. Fair to journalists. Fucking pop ads. <laughs> I wonder journalism's dying. Um, and there's also about Machine Gun Kelly introduced himself to her by saying, I am weed. And then she was like, This man is my soulmate. <laughs> I guess they're both a fan of the weed. Okay, good for them. Good for them. Um, Sharon Stone. <laughs> oh my God, this story's very funny. So Jonah Hill. Okay. Uh, I'm about to connect Jonah, Jonah Hill to Sharon Stone. Jonah Hill put a post, Instagram post, and essentially the post was about how um, Jonah is another guy who, for years, we it was introduced to society as the fat guy in a comedy, mm-hmm. right? And then I mean, he's had he's slimmed down, he's come back a little bit, he's, he's gone up and down, yeah. he's yo-yoed for sure over the years. Then he also has a big weird fat head that never slims Close down. Away. So yeah, I'm really gonna body shame all these motherfuckers. <laughs> And um, he put up a post saying, explicitly asking, you know, his fans or whatever, hey, uh, whether you're making a positive or negative statement about my body, just don't. Because just commenting on my body makes me feel weird. It's a weird thing. Uh, It doesn't make me feel good. He says, I don't like it. Whereas, oh, I know you mean well, but I kindly ask that you not comment on my body. Good or bad, I want to politely let you know it's not helpful. And doesn't feel good. Much respect. So, very, come on. Very polite, straightforward yeah. requests. But like, don't, don't. Don't comment, please. Please. It bugs me I a have, bunch. I have body issues <laughs> for some strange reason. Maybe it's because of, of my weird body. But please don't comment on it. Um, on this Instagram post, amongst all the uh, positive 
feedback he's getting. Everyone's saying, oh, okay, we thank you. Thank you for letting us know. Sharon Stone, official Sharon Stone, her Instagram account, blue check mark and everything, responds to this post, can I say you look good? Because you do fire emoji. And, okay. then, and then everyone responds to her being like, Sharon Stone, read the room. You do, you do not know <laughs> you, you, the you, assignment. <laughs> you, he just said good or bad. Please don't comment. Yeah, and she immediately it commented. Fucking, and then Jonah Hill didn't respond to that because that's the proper thing to do. Yeah. Just let it go. That's weird. But yeah, Sharon Stone got roasted. Roasted in those comments. Well, I mean, she's an old lady and doesn't get it. Yeah, old lady. Now we being ageist, but you know what? Fuck it, it's true. I'm not trying to be ageist. I'm just saying that but she's... true, it's, though. It's, yeah. it's a, it's Pay a, attention. It's a cultural thing. She doesn't quite get it right now. Sharon Stone, also another person who's been, in a way, exploited and victimized. I mean, she's made her oh, career yeah. and, and money, but in a culture that was like using her for her looks well, and, yeah. and overlooking her talent. Uh-huh. Very talented actress. Yeah, yeah. But uh, she made her money for uh, uh, pardon her legs on Basic Instinct. I was about to say, uh, Basic uh, Instinct was like the most famously infamous thing she did. Yeah, so, you know, she... she uh, Oscar, at least Oscar nominated for a Casino. She could have won. No. She's so good at that movie. But yeah, people think of things like that and Sliver and whatnot yeah. from that time period. Um, and then, you know, she did make Basic Instinct 2. So there you go. Basic Instinct 2. That's the the critic review. What's his name? Jay, Jay Moore? Jay Schmore? Jay Farrow? Jay Sherman. There's a lot of J's. Jay Sherman. Okay. I got there. I got there. Um, Kumail Nanjiani admits to have becoming obsessed with his weight ever since getting ripped for uh, Eternals. He caught the bug. Also revealing that no one asked him to do that. Yeah. Oh, okay. So he decided he wanted to be in Marvel shape. He took it under his... Yes, he's yeah. like, this is my idea because his whole thing, which makes sense, is he wanted to present an Indian or Pakistani, excuse me, a Pakistani character uh, or essentially just a brown character like him in a movie that is not your stereotypical brown character, meaning he's not a coward, yeah. he's not just a tech guy, he's capable, he's ripped, he's just like... He's fucking, eternal. He's just brown Chris Evans, man. Yeah. You know, yes, uh-huh. he's an eternal. And, um, but he admits that since that time, and then he puts the post online, because it's like, well, fuck it, you don't get this ripped and then not really... That's the thing you do, right? Yeah. Like, Chris Pratt did it. You put out the one picture. Like, look, I, I did it. I got ripped. Um, from that point forward, people keep asking about him, asking about his weight, asking about his workout routine. He says over that whole period of time, that last year or whatever, he's gotten less and less comfortable talking about his body, talking about his weight. He's gotten more obsessed with his weight. He weighs himself on a daily basis now. He doesn't like that he does that. He's uh he's kind of freaking yeah. out. Uh-huh. He's having he's having his own body image issues. Yeah. Well, but I, but because he went from everyday just normal looking guy to, to super ripped and a fucking Hollywood man and a fucking <laughs> Hollywood man Hollywood Hollywood will fuck you up. Well, it just fucking chews you up. It spits you out and doesn't care. It's a meat grinder. Yeah. Mega City so One. It is. It is. It's Mega Hollywood One. Mega Hollywood One. Yeah. Bodies going one in and meat comes out the other. Um, speaking of Britney Spears, <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, she reveals that she had to go through body improvement consultations at one point. Yeah, that's mm. weird. Uh, she now, but then, but then she has a weird response to that, which is like maybe conservatorship is a good idea. Um, it, it's a very Steven Seagal response that sh- that Britney Spears has, which is to kiss my white ass. Okay, why are we got emphasizing <laughs> why are we emphasizing the white part, Britney? We all know. 
Why? Who's she talking to? Kiss my white ass. What's going on here? I don't know. What's she? It's that reeks of Steven Seagal being like, kiss my white ass. <laughs> Get out of here, honky, and kiss my white ass. Wait, wait a second. Aren't you? Are you trying to white man? <laughs> What's going on? Um. Anyway, so she's got her own thing. Telling them to kiss her her white ass. Okay. Um. Wes Anderson has a new movie. It's already in production, and it's called Asteroid City. Okay. So, what's in sci-fi? Maybe. Ish? Maybe. All we have is a title, and that it's currently shooting in Spain, and that it's rumored to be a love story with a European backdrop, obviously, Spain. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bill Murray supposedly headlining the movie. Okay. So, another old man Bill Murray romance. Yes. Uh, in he's, he's been Espana. doing a lot of those well, for, I mean, for a while. Doesn't have much. I guess it works. Mm. Doesn't have any other speeds these days. He's an old man. He's an old comedy man. Um, joining cast: Adrian Brody, Tilda Swinton, Brian Cranston, Scarlett Johansson, Jeffrey Wright, Lee Schreiber, uh, Jason Schwartzman, Tony Revolori, the uh, the kid from the Grand Budapest, who's now yeah. in all the Spider-Man movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, newcomers, Margot Robbie, Tom Hanks, Hope Davis, and Matt Dillon. Add more people to his stable. Yeah. Because everyone wants to be in a goddamn... Wes Anderson movie mm-hmm. these days. Mm-hmm. Usual cast of characters are shooting in Spain about 40 minutes from, 45 minutes from Madrid. Uh, who, who is this? Oh, it's Bill Murray talking. It's fun out there. We're having a nice time. That's what we do in show business. We just say the name and people will clap. It has no meaning whatsoever. I flew in from Spain. I want to get my money's worth. That's a weird quote. Yeah. He's a weird guy. So, uh, Asteroid City, Wes Anderson. French Dispatch should be coming out here in a couple weeks. Maybe yeah. even this weekend in some. It maybe it's getting a limited gets... release. Yeah, it's because it's like Timothy Chalamet weekend, I think. Yeah. It is. Uh, between that and Dune. How you Dune? Um, Wes Anderson also designed a carriage on a train in London, and you can ride it. For how much money? For... Uh, <laughs> I don't know, pounds, many pounds. Or oh, how much to ride the West Anderson train, mate? It's uh, it's in Belmond. The tra- oh, no, wait, no, that's not a city. That's a brand. <laughs> um, operators of the famous trains like the Venice Simplin Orient Express and the Bellman Hotel Cipriani in Venice to marry those two elements and blah, 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 beginning October 13th. British Pullman, a Bellman train, England, will feature a carriage that has been reimagined by the director. I love trains. I have often had the chance to invent train compartments and characters in my movies, so I was immediately pleased to say yes to this real-life opportunity. Uh, he was eager, says, I'm, quote, very eager to make something new while also participating in the process of preservation, which accompanies all the classic Bellman train roads. So he's something that's not so sort of. Okay. Uh, and then you can get on it, and there's no price. Exactly. So I guess you just got to figure out what train that car's on yeah. and then ride it. They'll probably make it pretty easy. It's going to be like, uh, oh, man, this so this made some news. Because, of course, you do things like this to make news. Uh, Superman, new Superman, not Clark Kent, but his son, Jonathan Kent. Okay. Did you know that? Didn't know. Superman has a son. Obviously, there's multiple Superman titles. Well, that, there's multiple Superman offspring. Always, right? Because in the, the Frank Miller universe, there's... Yeah, that's, he, that's older, right? He's got daughters. He had, a, he, had a, he had a daughter with Wonder Woman. See, that's fun with Wonder Woman. No. I'm into that. That sounds very interesting. No, this one, 
uh, he has a daughter, he has a son with Lois. Well, yeah, because well, he's, he's all like fucking super. If it's a super child, it would just like rip itself right through Lois Lane's belly. And, yeah, like, they, she'd be dead. Yeah, <laughs> how, do you, how do you guys do you address that stuff? And how did they figure get around that anyway? So uh, I guess she lived, it worked. They had a kid. It's John Kent, and named super, after super, his father. Superman's sperm didn't blow off. That's what I'm saying. Exactly. <laughs> Man of steel, woman of tissue. Yeah, no, they didn't know it happened. This okay. is a universe where her, her, his load. He he like maybe he super slowed it or something. <laughs> or maybe yeah. he, he was like, I'm just gonna apply this with a finger as a matter of fact. We're just okay. gonna <laughs> I don't know. I don't I don't know. I don't know. Gotcha. But Jonathan Kent Superman now. Okay. And he is a, a bisexual. And he's okay. gonna have a, a bisexual relationship here coming up that DC has announced. And man, Dean Kane is mad. <laughs> what? Dean Kane doesn't want to kiss another dude. Dean Kane is like it's DC's bandwagoning is the quote any word that he used. Well no, I mean and, it's it's I mean, it's it's not like they turned Clark Kent bisexual. No, that it, would that would be one thing. Like the nerds would be up in arms. That would be one thing if they just went ahead and had Clark Kent yeah. like kissing Lex Luthor. Yeah. Look, there's plenty of deviant art online that you can find of that already happening. I'm sure. We don't need the official version. <laughs> that makes that like less fun. The uh, you gotta let them do their own thing and come up with new characters. I mean, it's fine. It's, it's a new Superman. And here's the thing: they'll try it. If it works, then. It'll stick. If it's popular, if it, it's popular. Exactly. If it's not popular, then it will go away and something else will happen. Then they're just going to stop it. Yeah, precisely. But yeah. it's representation. Somewhere out there, there's some bisexual dude who's exactly. like, I like... Dude, there's a I bisexual like, Superman. This is awesome. I like boys. I like girls. I like Superman. This is fun. I'm into this. Yeah. So, Dean Kane, relax. He just wants his five minutes on Fox News. Um, Speaking of Dean Kane, Drew Stockburn... There's a, a a Warner Brothers hotel opening up. Okay, that sounds pretty interesting. Um, Warner Brothers Superman, right? Right, that actually I don't know. that transaction actually kind of works. There's a WB hotel that will feature everything from Bugs Bunny to a Westworld. Okay. Um, where is it? Where is this hotel? World California. Warner Brothers World. Oh, close. No, uh, Abu Dhabi. Never go. <laughs> no, we're not going. We're not going on the Abu Dhabi Hotel. The WB Abu Dhabi Hotel on Yas Island uh, is... Uh, I don't have that kind of money. Adjacent to the Warner Brothers World theme park. Okay. There's a theme in Abu Dhabi. In Abu Dhabi, where it is um, DC Comics heavy, the theming. Okay. And the hotel itself will have uh, the recreation of the Friends Fountain outside... Uh, guest rooms will have different themes. Three different themes. From script to screen, artist confidential, and the vault. Um, okay. Some cases there will be rarely seen artwork and documentation for mo- the movie's 98 years of the studio's 90 years of movie making. Uh, they will be able to enjoy music from the Westworld piano while enjoying a dining experience at one of the hotel's five dining locations. There's a uh, an overlook shining hotel themed area. Fun. Oh no, never mind. It's just a place called the Overlook. Okay. Uh, and then WB Looney Tune shit. Yeah. Do you don't want to go in no. Abu Dhabi? I mean, if we- someone else is paying for it, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Let's get but- someone else to pay for it. That's a great <laughs> idea. Let's start a GoFundMe. Let's find out how much it is. We'll start a GoFundMe, and we'll get people to fund us to go. Yeah, but we'll do that. Okay. Well, no, you don't seem too interested. <laughs> I mean, they got some 
weird. They got weird laws in Abu Dhabi. I'm sure. Yeah, that's true. Fuck them. Um, Adam Warlock has been cast in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three, and it's this guy Will Poulter oh, yeah. from Midsummer mm-hmm. and other stuff. So pretty good. We'll see how it goes. Pretty good. Pretty good casting. I'm, I'm, in- I'm interested to see what, what they're going to do with the character. Yeah, exactly. He uh, now without his Infinity War introduction, how are they going to mm-hmm. do it? Got to do a different thing with him. Uh, Marilyn Monroe biopic Netflix. It's Andrew Dominic, the director of um, the, uh, the where are these movies clean them softly. The assassination of Jesse James by the coward Robert Ford. Who's a chopper? Who's Marilyn Monroe? Anna de Armas. Oh, I'm in. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm so in. Uh, Netflix has announced that it's giving the movie it's uh, the equivalent essentially of an NC-17 rating. Even better. So there we go. <laughs> so, so there we go. Even better. So that will be coming to uh, it's called Blonde. It's coming to Netflix soon. Very much looking forward to that. Um, Dwayne Johnson brought up the whole Vin Diesel thing again. And it was an interesting okay. it was an interesting uh, mea culpa but also I meant what I said. I meant what I said, brother. Okay. Um, so to recap the whole thing, he puts out an Instagram post a long time ago after Fast and Furious five or six, where it's like, shout outs to all the women on the set of the fast movies. They're fantastic. I wish there were some of the male co-stars were as dedicated and awesome, blah, blah, blah. And it turns out that it's a veiled shot at Vin Diesel this whole time. Um, all these years later, now it has come out that, uh, in a very recent interview, what, which one was it? Fast and Furious 7, where they didn't have any scenes together, and there was one sequence together. No, it's 8. Fast and Furious 8 is one where he turns bad, right? So there's even a sequence where Vin Diesel's character, Dom Toretto, shoots at Hobbs' character and stops him, but it's awkwardly shot because they didn't shoot any of it together. Okay. Right? Um, Dwayne Johnson revealed that when they asked him to come back for 8, it was his idea to not make sure they had no scenes together. And that he said, putting out the post on Instagram, it was him having a bad day and he should not have done that. He shouldn't have aired that out publicly, but he meant what he said. And that other people from the set, unnamed people, cast and crew people, gave him notes and let him know, hey, we're on your side. Okay. And uh, so even though he's trying to put out this thing where he's like, no, no, I had a bad day. I should not have put that out there. But... I stand by it. It's fine. I stand by all of it. It doesn't matter. It's not going to affect he, he's anything done, that he's doing. He's done with the Fast and Furious franchise anyway. Maybe yeah. he'll do another Hobbs and Shaw, but that's... That's, that's about it. Yeah. That's very, that's very, very funny. The uh, Meanwhile, speaking of Dwayne Johnson... Oh, that actually worked out. Dwayne Johnson and Emily Blunt. They were doing their Jungle Cruise uh, um, uh, marketing, mm-hmm. uh, the, the, the press tour... A lot of interviews, and apparently Johnson and Blunt have their they hit it off great, so they have great chemistry together. So even during the interviews, they're doing a lot of jokes and throwing a lot of back and forth mm-hmm. out there. Uh, but apparently, for one interview, they went over the line a little bit for Disney's taste. Okay, and Disney let them know very fast. I'm sure. Uh, so they're doing one of these interviews. And um, Emily Blunt recalls an interview where. They were asked, you know, they always get asked very terrible questions yeah. at these things. Where they, it's like the two of them are sitting in chairs. They have the backdrop that says Jungle Cruise behind them. And then there's another chair across from them. And then it's just a parade of journalists, quote, journalists, TV journalists and internet journalists coming and asking them questions, right? Um, so someone asked them, what would they take into the jungle with them? 
And Dwayne Johnson, every now and then, he likes to push them buttons. You know, he likes to have a good time. So he just said that Emily Blunt take Vagisil. Emily Blunt quickly responded that he should take anal beads. No. <laughs> um, and then they laughed. Yeah. Had a good time. Uh-huh, yeah, yeah. Moved on. Interview's over. Right away. Emily Blunt. Don't. Gets a phone call. Don't talk about vaginas or asses. Oh, here's her. This is what she says. She says, I can't tell you how quick we got those calls. We really love your chemistry and what you guys are doing, but can we dial it back a bit on the anal beads? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, this is on a Vanity Fair interview. Yeah, she does. So, oh, uh, man. Well, they pay, they pay attention. They're listening. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Big Brother is watching this. <laughs> Except it's Mickey Mouse. That was <laughs> 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 <It's> even scarier. <laughs> Shut up about the anal beads. <laughs> Remember, I'm watching. <laughs> God damn it. God damn it. Um, uh, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm, that's a stupid story. Mandalorian season three has officially begun production. Cool. How about that? Great. That's cool. I still am looking forward to the what, that Boba Fett show, yes. right? Yeah, so that means that one has wrapped yeah. uh, because they only have one, one studio set up so far. Come on, guys. Get a studio beam going out there in L.A. <laughs> But yeah, uh, Boba Fett starts December, and Mando season three will be obviously then sometime next year. Yeah. The but then I think is before that Obi Wan, because I think they already shot Obi Wan. Okay. Which Benny Benny Safty is in that movie or in that series. Fun. That's gonna be weird. Like that's a guy. That's the yeah. that's the Snow mm-hmm. brother. Um. There's a new David Fincher show coming to Netflix. That's a documentary series called Voir and it's just about like the love of movies okay so just putting that out there fun it's a David Fincher thing I'm not excited about it <laughs> um I where, I can't recall where it was recently but I was either reading something or it was a podcast but people were talking about boxing movies okay and the I never noticed this before Drew but the weird dichotomy about how for so long boxing has been a black sport there's certain sports that are just black sports no. boxing football basketball then you get your white sports you got your soccer your tennis your, and, the, and then of course it's gonna be crossover no matter what and then, and then there's baseball which baseball started as one and turned into another yes uh, <laughs> baseball is now mostly uh, a white Spanish sport and I was gonna say uh, then you just like to throw a sprinkling of Spanish people throughout yeah. everything uh-huh. uh, even less smaller Spring of Asian people in there, you're good to go. No, well, except for baseball, because base, for some reason the Japanese took up baseball. They so love weird. baseball. They love baseball over there. Yeah, so there are a decent amount of, uh, of crossover. Um, anyway, so uh, the idea then, it's funny that so many boxing movies feature white boxers. Mm. So many of them feature white boxers. Yeah. Even more recent, think of Jillian Hall's Southpaw no, movie, say, right? Rocky, Rocky, the most popular one. Yeah. Raging Bull, the most uh, artistically successful one, is also a white boxer. Yeah. Uh, Leonardo DiCaprio just optioned the rights to a for a boxing movie for a boxing story. Here's another white boxer. This guy's <laughs> name is Pep. Pep. Willie Willie Pep. What's it? Willie Pep is this guy's name? A mid 20th century featherweight boxer. DiCaprio's Avian Way picked up the rights to this. Um, it's going to be in production in Connecticut. No. And uh, directed from a screenplay by some dude who gives a shit. Pep Bourne. Googly Lamo Papalio. Well, I guess he's Italian. That's not, so he's not white, white. He's ethnic. <laughs> Still. He had an extraordinary long career spanning 26 years and only 2,000 rounds as a professional set in 65. The film charts one of his comebacks. As he finds himself riddled with debt, 
while supporting a wife half his age and a drug addict son in a single family home. Fun. Um, yeah, so another white boxing movie. And it was just like right on the heels of me, uh, like, oh yeah, all these movies are, they're all no. white boxers. We're in movies about the black boxers. Well, I mean, Ali, the new Creed series. Ali and Creed, yeah. Um... They did a Hands of Stone movie, which is Roberto Duran, but, yeah, but, but no one gave a shit about that. In real life, and he's Mexican, all, so he's real, Mexican white. In real life, all the best boxers are black. Yeah, right? absolutely. Where's my Alexander Holyfield movie? Where, where's my Mike Tyson movie? There's even <laughs> man. You know what we're gonna do? We're gonna do it for the Patreon. Uh, a movie that I watched a bunch because I had it on VHS. You ever see Gladiator with Cuba Gooding Jr.? It's a boxing movie from the '90s, but so. it's sort of like a amateur. Not amateur, but like low-ranking boxing movie. These okay. kids trying to make it. The lead of that's still a white kid. A, a, a stiff-ass white kid is the lead. Um, but then the, the story's about how there's also a black boxer. <laughs> it's, we'll do it. Gladiator. Um, so, Pep is coming. All you Pep fans, get pumped. Get pumped for Pep. M. Night Shyamalan's next movie will be called Knock at the Cabin. Okay. That's all we know. Okay. All right. Letitia Wright denies anti-vax comments on the Black Panther 2 set. Uh, Letitia Wright is Shuri in the oh. Black Panther and Avengers movies. She's, I swear I'm not an anti-vax. She's, I swear to God, I wasn't saying shit. Don't cancel. Please don't cancel me, cancel culturists. Um, she uh, deleted her social media accounts like at the end of 2020 mm-hmm. when she put up some anti-retweeted or regrammed some anti-vax questioning stuff. Okay. And people were like, what, Letitia? And people got to her, and she deleted everything. She didn't even keep the accounts open. Yeah. Very smart lady. Uh, that's the smartest thing she could have done. Um, but then apparently it was getting rumored on set that she was talking to people and being like, blah, blah, blah. So now she had to put out a statement and be like, I am not saying anti-vax stuff. It's crazy. It's, it's, a, it's a crazy world out there, dude. Yeah, it is. It is. It is. Um and you know her role is going to be bumped up in the whole Wakanda thing. I mean, with, it's got to uh, be. It's got to be. A, or you got to do a whole lot of work. Yeah. They, introducing somebody new. Yeah. They don't want to. No one wants to cancel Letitia Wright. Come on, Letitia. Just get on board. <laughs> Please get on board. Um, Tom Lee Jones are replacing Harrison Ford in a movie called The Burial. Okay. So one, one old white man for another. One old white man. For, one guy's like, oh, I can't do it. Another guy's like, well, I'll do it. <laughs> Who said that? <laughs> Whoa. This, this walking skeleton just walking in the room. What, Clint Eastwood? I, I got you. <laughs> yeah, he is, a, he is a, to be fair, he's a walking skeleton. These guys are only in their 70s. Um, this movie, The Burial, is based on an article, based on a New Yorker article. True story of a bankrupt funeral home owner who decides to sue a rival businessman over a handshake deal gone wrong. He hires a flamboyant attorney to handle the case. So I guess, legal drama. Legal drama. It was, uh, oh, I think it's an Amazon studio. Yeah, it's Amazon Studios. Okay. So it'll still probably come out in theaters, maybe. It depends on how good it is. And uh, Maggie Betts is directing. And who is the star? Who's the actual star? Oh, this is Jamie Foxx. This thing's mentioning Jamie Foxx a bunch. Anyway, here we go. Old old guys. Old guys doing things. You ready for old guys doing things? Sure. I'm ready for old guys doing things. Uh, old guys doing things includes us. Yeah, I mean, we're getting there. We're getting there. Oh, man. <laughs> be, be over that hill soon enough. The event horizon? Is that what you're no, The proverbial hill. Oh, yeah. The, the people go over, apparently. Oh, man. How do we know we haven't reached the 
reached the peak of it yet. I mean, there, I'm, uh, there is, there's the magic number, of forty. Is that a magic number? And then, but I mean, physically, you could have already gone over there. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I, feel like, I feel like I'm going downhill, going downhill fast. It sucks, guys. Um, looks like the second half recorded a lot more smoothly than the first half. So if you manage to get to this far, you deserve a prize. Text the number below you see in your screen. Uh, text us two four one, and a uh, prize will be delivered to your home within uh, twenty four hours. Don't uh, worry, we already know your address. We already know your address. It's all it's all automated. And uh, just keep your eye on the front door for a mysterious box with your name on it. Drew Zagalagra, thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome, listeners. Patreon.com slash So Sign up today for good stuff. And we'll be back next week with our review of Dune. Oh, man. Oh, boy. Holy cow. We got our tickets. It's exciting. Peace out. PFT Media Production.